JLB Mornings. The podcast. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Jeff, Laura, backstage, Ben. Uh, we got into this convo that tail end, so we're recording this on Thursday. But I wanted to touch on the whole mouth open thing. And you have talked on this show a couple of times. Now, was it the pandemic or was it only heightened because of the pandemic with the beautiful Brazilian boyfriend and his, well, issue, shall we call it, of he's a loud chewer? I, um, I'm not going to call him a loud chewer. I think it's a me thing. I noticed when I was at my friend's bachelorette the other day, too, I could hear everybody eating the beautiful Brazilian barbecued meat that I made. And I was like, you know what? I love it when people are enjoying food that I cook, but I need to go. I need to step away for a couple minutes and let everybody finish their food. I just, I'm very heightened to it now. And I shouldn't be because I have people that I grew up with that are very well known for talking with their mouth open. But now when I talk to them, it is just like, I can, I can even see the specks of food still on your tongue. I'm like, ah, yeah. That's, uh, and this was the conversation um, because there's some new data that explains by chewing with your mouth open, it does offer you a, a fuller, richer, and a tastier bite. But uh, because it boosts your senses, it's, it, it's something about the organic compounds. They reach the back of your nose, which heightens everything, which leads to the end game of improving the quality of the food taste uh, that, that you're getting. Can we do this with, uh, can we do a taste test? Maybe like Great Canadian Bagel or something like that. We'll, we'll try a mouth closed versus a mouth open. Nope. Nah. No, we can't. I, no, I, I don't want to be there for that. You can try eating whatever you want with your mouth open, and you just let me know how it is. I don't need to be there for that test. That, that's going to be my lunch today. I think I'm going to try this out. Well, we Okay, well, enjoy being a slob monster and teaching your kids bad, bad habits. Thank you. I will continue being a slob monster, but I'm telling <laughs> yeah, you, that's right. if, if there's that. a big difference, though, this is going to be a game changer for me. If, if there's a notable difference and it tastes that much better... You better expect to see a lot of food particles. Do you need that, though? Like, I like food enough. I like food too much. I'm not afraid to say it. Sometimes I just cannot stop myself. I don't need anything to taste better. I think things taste good already. You do not know what you're missing in this circumstance. Just shut the pie hole. (laughs) Easier said than done. Uh, Because I've I've understood of late I'm an emotional eater. And in the past, when you know you're working out and you're active, it didn't. It seemed more like, well, I'm just fueling because I'm, I'm hungry because I'm I'm working out and I'm doing all these things. But no, 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 I've discovered. The, so I think I'd be one of the few people that, basically, when the pandemic quote was over, what what do we say? March, April, when things started to really open up, it felt normal again. Yeah, that's when I start. I put 11 pounds on since then, and I can't I can't figure this out. Well, I can, I can. The math is easy. I've gotten lazier and I'm consuming more. So that, that's <laughs> yeah, a pretty, just, two plus two is dude. fat. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I wouldn't blame yourself for it. I mean, I remember having a conversation about, you know, I'm one of those people that cyclically, is that a word? Yep. Anyway, I am just, I go through a rotation of weights and it's been like that my whole life. And especially in the summer, people always think, oh, summer body, blah, blah, blah. But you're doing way more. You're out almost every weekend, sometimes on the weeknights. Everybody, I think everybody gains a little weight in the summer. Yeah, I don't know. I we eat cleaner and healthier only because the the barbecue salad intake is super yep. high. True, and, and I'm throwing some protein on. Basically, that's just that is a uh, that's a that's like a low carbo, nice protein intake. And I put a lot of veggies in there. And I just it doesn't add up. But I'm like Benny. I'm I'm going to try this whole mouth open thing. And well, that being said, we've all eaten many meals together from breakfast sandwiches 
to to do dinners. Have, have Benny and I, have we triggered you with how we consume our food, whether it be with manners or mouth noises? Um, I haven't noticed and I try not to notice. So <laughs> I cannot say. Um, thankfully, if I'm ever ignore, like if I'm ever bothered by the sound of you guys chewing, I can just put my headphones on and tune you out pretty easily. Fair. So almost a non-issue for me at work. Somewhere else though, perhaps. We'll just have to wait and find out. So, Benny, you're going to try it today. What are you having for lunch? Have you acknowledged that? What's on the menu? Um, I have a little bit of leftover sausage and uh, rice. Like, just kind of mix that up together, I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, I'm, it's tasty. It's not the best sausage, but it's tasty enough. Maybe I, it'll be a game changer now. So, I'll go on the other end. There is a fresh box of unopened Fruit Loops at home. Well, it's a Ooh. synthetic taste slash flavor and smell. If it's going to heighten it, I think that'll put it to... Some yeah. crazy, crazy levels that this may just be a new thing. At least when you're home alone eating by yourself, it'll be a like yeah. full on mouth oh, open. No. Mm-mm, mm-mm. The, listen, why would you put yourself in your own splash row? You're de- you're destined to get stuff all over the chesticles if you got them. Like <laughs> just nope. Just close the mouth. Just close the mouth. The only living thing I can handle the sound of eating from is limbo. She is the only thing, and she she really gives her, but that's she, it. She can't help it. She's also an animal, a wild animal that we domesticated exactly. a few thousand years so ago. So don't act like a wild animal. That's it. <laughs> Boom. Solved. So even if it works and it tastes better, Benny sends us a message in the group chat tonight. Man, that was the best. You're still not, you're like, not a chance. Don't care. Don't care. Whoa. I am very much. I am, you know what? You two need to practice being content with what you have. You're always out here trying to look for the better thing. Why don't you just be content with what you have? You don't know what you have if you've never had it. Just live right, your life like that. You'll be totally happier. Who wants to just be content? This is a free way of of enhancing your experience with something. Man, this sounds no, ideal. And it's not because you could lose friendships over it. You could lose business partnerships. You could lose many shirts from your big, dirty, open mouth. <laughs> spewing all of your sausage and rice. Over your nice bird shirts, Benny. So it really could change your life in the worst way possible. I, I look at it this way. Um, and I don't want to think too deep about this, but it's we you, you said, like, just be happy with what you have. If we did that, we wouldn't have think of the innovation that wouldn't exist if we were just happy with a flip phone. If we were just happy with a car that you put a key in and turn it on and it gave you air conditioning, we'd just we'd stagnate without innovation. Nope. We wouldn't have all the. We wouldn't have the science and tech that benefits our lives. We wouldn't have medications and even supplements and and new technology put into shoes to make them more comfortable. Oh, this is true. Okay. This is all true. Um, I can say that, but innovation normally comes as a result of problem solving. A problem with the way food tastes on Earth right now. I don't think that's a problem for a lot of people. So there's no problem there. Be content with what you have. That's it. That's just, a, that's a blanket statement. Be happy with what, so that's everything. Like, be happy with the car you have. And no, I'm talking you. about this situation. Just be isolated. Happy with what you have. But what if you can make it better? What if it's a six, but you can take it to an eight and a half? Yeah, and be for honest, free. For free. And to be honest with you, I will not ever, I will probably not ever own a new vehicle unless I start making a literal boatload of new money because <laughs> I am like that. All of my cars in my life have done me fine. I'm, I am happy with what I have. I don't need anything super fancy because I'm just going to drive it in the ground anyway. So 
Okay. That still still applies. I hear you 100%. Because same thing. I'm a guy. I always buy a couple of years old. I'll let someone else take that hit from that new uh, that new vehicle off the lot. There's not a lot of pride for me to, to rip the, the plastic off of a new car to be like, it's my car, my first. I don't care. Hey, congrats. If that's you, your, your MO and how you operate, I'm happy for you. I'm, I support your journey. I'm just like, Laura, I'll take a car. Like my The last car that I bought was... Almost four years old when I bought it, but it was new to me, and it came fully detailed, so it felt new. And the payments were nice because they weren't new car payments, but this takes me to it. So is there ever a a day in a time? So Benny's got the blend right now. Perfect blend. Benny, the vehicle you have to what you upgraded to, how great are those differences between a new car and and the one that the wheels are about to fall off literally? Yeah, um, I've actually been told we're not allowed to drive it anymore, so I would say, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's in such poor shape. Backstage, Sarah took it around the corner today, and she's like, "Nope, we're done. It's it's over with." So, um, yeah, I would say I would take the upgrade <laughs> at any point in life. Mm-hmm. I will take okay. the upgrade. But your upgrade is again solving a massive problem, which is your absolute garbage fire of a vehicle. I'm telling you, <laughs> food already tastes good the way it is. I don't have any. I'm. I, you cannot convince me. If you guys want to go eat food, open mouth. You might as well just penguin it into each other's mouth at this point. Get (laughs) extra air in there. You go for it, but I want no part. No part. I would try that. If if that even enhanced it more, I would try that. Okay, well, then you you go for that. You go for that. I want nothing to do with it. Do it on my day off. Do it if I need another back surgery. You guys can penguin into each other's mouths for another seven no, weeks. No, no. I I stop at just chewing with my mouth open. I think Benny has gone to the extreme on this. Yeah. I can't I, I can't even think about it anymore. I think I'm I'm chewed out. I'm chewed out. So I'm excited. So we, because this, and this is a problem, full disclosure. Like, I, I think I'm going to go talk to somebody about it. I have this thing in my gut that when I get money, like even payday, I have to go do something with that money. And that, I don't believe, is a healthy habit to have. That being said, I think overall, big picture, you know, I've got some investments and, and, and I balance it. But man, oh, man, this it's a kick in the gut on, on this urge to spend. I, I think I know the root cause. Like when you grow up with nothing and then you have a job and you have your own money, you start doing the things you want to do. But I'm at uh, I'm at a bit of a crossroads here because like with Benny to to go hunting for a new vehicle, like he could go look at brand new. There's some great incentives. He could go look at something sort of used. So where are you at with this whole uh, this car hunt now, Benny? Because you have no choice. I have no choice. That is the hardest question right now, in particular, because my bones say go used. Because a well, I can't wait. We can't wait until October for a new vehicle to come. Yeah, but used cars are so friggin' expensive now um, just because of the demand we're looking at like you're saving like $5,000 on a several year old car. It's absolutely ridiculous right now. So, I mean, I'm going to probably go used, but now I'm even looking at like, am I just going to take somebody on Kijiji's word for it? That their <laughs> car is not worse off than well, mine is right now. Could I throw a little dad move? Because I, shocker, I over-research things when I get into it. What if you go on to something like Lease Buster? So someone who, maybe there's a, a, a thousand reasons why they'd want to unload their vehicle. But you could maybe, as a as a stopgap, you could bridge someone's lease for a year, year and a half. Oh, that's a possibility, yeah. So you'd yeah, be getting yeah. something newer, and here's the best part. That is something you negotiate. They'd ask X amount of dollars, but you'd be like, well, this is the best I can do. And if no one steps up to take it, I mean, 
do they want to lose the car? Do they want their credit to blow up in their face? Likely mm-hmm. not. So you could mm-hmm. actually try to get yourself a deal. Hold on. Let me just pull this up. We're going car shopping. I, I love this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the same thing too, though, Benny. I If I didn't have a dog that shed a ton of hair, I would actually look into getting a lease even before this whole car issue happened because then you can have the luxury of buy, buying a newer vehicle. You get to trade it in. It's kind of like leasing almost like a phone, right? Like you get to trade it in and get the newer one when you Yeah, for up. sure. Yep. Not the worst. Benny, a um, couple little questions. Are we going to go uh, SUV crossovers, four-door sedans, minivans, five-door wagons? Uh, probably the first two options. Okay. Okay. I would go, I would go crossover. I would go sedan providing it's, uh, it's big enough and tall enough for me. I don't want to end up getting on my knees in order to get into the car. Yeah. Um, I'll do a London postal code. No slight. Can I also give you a test for the next vehicle you buy, which is a very important thing that I have learned as well. Yes. Since having back issues is. If you think you are going to have any kind of regular commute, make sure that when you adjust the seat almost at all heights, that your head is not hitting the windshield or oh, not the yeah. windshield, but the, the top of the vehicle, because that's how it is in my car. And especially when I was hurting a lot, but now I got to adjust the seat pretty often. My head is hitting the roof when I'm driving with it as high as it can go. And like, it's, it's not a cute look, not a cute look ruins your no. head. It's that episode of The Simpsons with that guy whose knees are at his forehead while he's trying to drive his tiny little car. I that is like number one for me. That and it sounds petty. I have to be able to have my arm up on the window. Uh, I find like out the window sort of thing. I find that oh. with the the Tucson that we have right now because the way I drive, my my elbows up. It, it can't be too high or else my I lose blood circulation. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just too much. But there's there's no other way for me to drive. That's a, a huge necessity. Like up on you mean like the window armrest or you mean the actual window? No, like up on the actual window. Like if the window's down, <laughs> my my elbows out. Oh my goodness. That is that is a peak dad requirement for a vehicle <laughs> if I have ever heard one. I thought like for me, it's like, okay, now I know about the seat. Otherwise, you give me a good speaker, I'm pretty much good to go. That's all I want in a vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'm no. sorting it through the effective payment. Okay, so there's one. It's a 48-month lease. The payment's about 350 but it's a 2022 Mazda, the CX-30. That's a reliable automobile. It sure is. There's a 2022 Honda Civic. Uh, you know what? No, I'm too small for that. Then we're at like 375 for another Mazda. That's the GS-30. There's a GS-X and a, a GX. Uh, man, you want four hundred bucks a month for a Nissan Rogue? Okay, I mean, that's, is that good or bad? It's, it's, it's medium heavy. It's enough. Yeah, it's enough. Like that'd be two hundred bucks every paycheck, essentially, if you do it by uh, by weekly. Yeah, man, adulting it blows. Remember as a kid when forty five bucks felt like a crap ton of money and that would last you like nine days oh yeah all he has yeah. he's got fifty dollars in his savings and he keeps saying how rich he is and i keep telling him he's kid rich and that means absolutely f- all <laughs> <laughs> the old kid rich i uh i love i love that joy of seeing kids so how about this one uh with the kids 
Okay, we'll hold the car thought. We can touch back on that later. Okay, but right. only because yeah, when I was the money—it's kind of hard to online car shop when we're on a podcast, guys. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I, I was just trying to get my bearings to see. I, uh, my head's gonna hit the pillow pretty soon if you guys keep talking about cars. You know, it's, again, good <laughs> speaker. That's all I need. Let's. Yeah. So, in focusing kind of on kid rich, thinking back to your own childhood, or even if you're a parent now. So, my eldest has discovered her sister is a change stealer. Toonies and loonies are disappearing. Oh. So she set a couple of traps, but the best one she set was there was this old uh, bottle of rosé in a wa- glass wine bottle, and the bottom is is like a uh, they pour it in a mold, obviously, but it's an actual rose. It's quite beautiful. So she wanted to keep this bottle. Why I don't know. That's what fifteen year olds do. That yeah. being said, she put a twenty dollar bill in, like you'd put a note and throw it in a bottle or throw in the ocean. So she did that, but there's this twenty dollars, and it was sitting on her desk as a visual. Well. She comes back from work one day, and the inside of it, it's all caked with stuff, and there's all these colors, and it's like, what the heck happened here? So, brought her sister into it, and here's the best part about our youngest. She won't lie. She she just won't lie. It's handy. She will tell you the truth. You're probably not going to like the answer, but here it is. Claire, what happened here? Well, uh... I wanted to go to the store with Anthony, and I didn't have any money left, so I was going to get Reese's 20 bucks and find a way to pay her back. Okay, there. Thank you for the honesty. But what is this? She tried. Uh, she found some Vaseline. In her mind, because she couldn't shake it out, she thought she could lube up the inside and <laughs> s- slide out the 20. So <laughs> I went, no, now you're dragging the 20 through Vaseline. Nail polish remover. Oh my gosh. And Anthony suggested some mayonnaise. So <laughs> Oh my God. I had no choice but to just break the, the 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 wine bottle in a bag and then pull the twenty out. Thankfully uh, it was a quick wipe down. That's the upside too, the the polymer bill versus the new money, the, yeah. Yeah, the, the cotton. It would absorb it. You would have marinated those old bills. Oh mm. man. It's like the ingenuity of kids. Sometimes it's magical. Other times it's like you just grabbed whatever you could, didn't you? You know, as a kid, too, that's it. If it's an idea, it's going to be worth a try. It can be a terrible idea, but it's at least something. Whereas yeah. an adult, yeah. you're like, no, that's stupid. I'm not going to try that. But as a kid, you're like, yeah, it could work. <laughs> yeah. You know what, though? I wish more adults were like that. Too many people are unwilling to even try an idea and see if it works. And too many people get freaked out if they oh, sure. if it ends up looking stupid or if you get mayo all over your $20 <laughs> bill, you know, like I wish more people were just open to being like, hey, you know what? I'm going to try this out. It could be even like when it's like something like that in your mind that you think is going to be really lame that you get invited to this summer or something. It's like, go check it out. You might actually really enjoy it. Hell yes. Kid rich, though. I'm so Laura Geddes with uh, your chore structure with your dad at the farm. Was there was there an allowance? Was there money just when you needed it to go out? Like, would they throw you twenty bucks? Um. So my kid richness was spent on pretty stupid stuff. Like, I w- would basically just buy Game Boys and things. Like, not that that was stupid per se, but I wasn't the gamer that my older brothers were. So it didn't. It always fell flat on me eventually. You know, my chore money was decent. Dad, dad didn't pay. He didn't stiff his kids. <laughs> However. Uh, I am the type of person that has had almost, well, right now I don't, but for most of my life, since I was 16 years old, I've had two jobs. So then I was making a good amount of money for somebody in high school. However, it all went to booze. I was not good with my money. And we talked about it on the show. I was not good with my money. I was not any kind of rich 
Still, I'm not, but I don't think I even could consider myself kid rich because I never saved it. I just spent it the second I had it. Now that I'm like 31, I am definitely getting way better at that sort of thing, but I can't speak for any other year of my life past Ugh. my 30s. There was a point when I was, I would say I was 16, 15 or 16. My sister's six years older than me. She was working full time in radio. I was working part time at a butcher shop and I was making more money than she was in a year. Come on. <laughs> and, and I, like I was still living at home. Obviously, I was a teenager. This was an after school slash summer job. She was out on her own. She had her own bills, her own apartment and everything like that. And it was like, I'd be like, hey, Sarah, let me take you out for dinner. <laughs> I come up and visit her in Niagara and be like, yeah, I was I was actually kind of rolling in it for a little bit there. And I bought That's like cute. it was great. I had I had a good setup. I was I was like teenager rich at that point because, again, I was making decent money doing what I was doing. And I had brand new computer that I got all on my own. I had new cell phone. I had all this cool stuff. And then, yes, lots of booze. <laughs> yeah. You know what I missed is like I missed right before the uh, pandemic was I was a what they call a bar star. So I worked every Saturday night emceeing at District in Waterloo Region, which is now that bar doesn't exist anymore. But man, the getting paid cash. Amazing. The job was fun AF. Like I actually if it wasn't so completely and utterly exhausting to keep up that kind of schedule and then flip over and wake up at, in the middle oh, yeah. of the night when you yeah. normally go to bed, I would totally work at a bar again as a second side hustle because it's just the money is great. The people are awesome to work with. Like it's such a fun, fun time. I I loved it. I, I still fondly remember my times as a bartender and it was the same thing. Like I was working late at night, so there's no way I could do both jobs now, but the money was better it was slightly more tax-free because you don't claim near as much as you make in yeah. tips and that sort of thing. Um, and like money is outrageously good when you're a server. It's just, and I'm sorry to offend anybody who might be responsible. I don't know a single responsible server. I know hundreds of servers and not a single one of them have like any kind of money to their name because they spend half of it that night when you go out and then, the, you know, like, it's almost like being kid rich when you're a server because you just have this cash in your hand and it's burning a hole in your pocket. Yeah, but I think th so that's exactly what I did when I was a bar star. I basically once I made that cash, I would spend it on, you know, however I wanted to like, if I wanted to go out to the bar or if I wanted to buy something or whatever. Yeah. And then you just save your actual grown up money that goes into your checking account for your exactly. bills and stuff. It was yeah. perfect. <laughs> I never had the. Um... I never had the the enjoyment and excitement of being a bar star. Now, I, I worked at bars doing live to air, so it's something that doesn't exist in radio anymore. Um, That's a bar star. What? Yeah? Yeah, when you yell at drunk people on a mic, I wasn't a server. I was a bar star. Well, we so we were paid through our, our paychecks, through work. That was that was the way that oh, operated. Oh, ew, that sucks. Well, I've never been a bar star and it goes through the corp, though. Ooh. That, that goes back to the uh, early 2000s, so outside of uh, the seven years at CRA, who potentially could be listening, um, they, can't, <laughs> they can't touch it. So I did a New Year's Eve, and I made uh, I made, I made 1500 bucks by hosting a New Year's Eve. 
Yeah, that, so that, oh, my bar star experience Gross was money. pennies compared to that. But back in the day, the amount of money that I remember, you know, my first bar star gig, they would say, oh, yeah, in the 90s, you'd make like 5,000 bucks for bar starring. And I just want to use this as an opportunity to let you know, though, like when you have an MC at your event for somebody listening, unless it's a charity event, pay that person. Because it is still one of the top fears for many people is public speaking. And it does take a while to get good at it. You got to practice it. And, you know, even people that have done it a few times are still like, you know, some people still haven't really learned to read a crowd or like be a little more lively and stuff. It, it's I still think it's worth that kind of money, mainly because it, I it would is. like to be paid it. But <laughs> it's worth it. the other thing, too, is something that a lot of people don't think about. And next time you go to a wedding and if the speeches are running long, the people who are towards the end of the speech, you got to be able to hold your booze or be somewhat responsible because I have seen far too many MCs who are not like actual MCs, but friends who become MCs who are absolutely sideways by about halfway through where you either they they drank too much or they drank too fast or something. Got to be able to control those urges slash be able to handle it. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you're going to get wasty pants and rock the mic, you better know how to rock the mic while you're wasty pants. Exactly. It, yeah. it can be a very bad look. And if you're going up multiple times throughout the night and people can visibly see you progress from being, you know, maybe a little tipsy to like just shirt that's not good <laughs> you don't you want to keep a poker face you want to pull you want if you're emceeing something where their alcohol is flowing you want to pretend that this is like high school and you don't want your parents to know that you're drunk you want to keep it like that level until you're done you got it well if someone's paying me to emcee a wedding i'm it i treat it like work and often when i anything hosting wise i'm the same i won't even have a cocktail to loosen up i'll wait until i'm done I did an event a couple of weeks ago, and I, I, you know, prepared it, went through the script no less than 50 times, because, well, the script was 16 pages. I wanted to memorize as much as I could, and it's so odd that some things I can lock into my brain, and I cannot have to think about them twice, yet I will be in my home, and yesterday, for example... Three separate times while I was I was cutting the grass. Okay, we're not making the chore or or uh, hobby <laughs> joke on this one, but three separate times I I walked through the house to basically go into the kitchen to get the old uh, used grocery bags and, and pick up some dog poop, and I went in three because I my brain was running so quickly, I was thinking about a hundred things at once, and by the third trip I'm like, what the hell was I here for? And Sarah from the other room. Dog poop. I'm like, yes, that's right. Only thinking, <laughs> knowing that I was cutting the grass and when the lawnmower stops means, well, you've either discovered it or you've yet to do it because the backyard is basically, that's uh, that's the drop zone. So I had to go tidy that up. But how crazy. Like, now I've got these fear. I'm Because I'm feeling that I'll have the invite to MC someone's wedding next summer. Not a paid gig, but that being said. Um, if that's the case, I'm going to do my best to memorize it because also when you do this job for a living, there is the added expectation that you should be better than everyone else at it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's better. Fair. Yes, but I think more comfortable. I think Laura's right with that. It's just about being comfortable on a microphone and being comfortable speaking in front of a whole lot of people. I look at some of the funnest things we do involve, for instance, Rock the Park, like going out on stage in front of 12,000 people just to hype them up. Yeah. So fun. And it's always been so fun. But now for me, it's an extra level of fun because I was nervous the first like year that we did it. The first time that you're out in front of all those people, you got to kind of get beyond that. So I think that it is just a comfort. It's not necessarily, was that the best possible sentence I could have said in front of all these people? Maybe, maybe not. But you roll with it and it's being comfortable. 
Yeah, it's that. It's well, for me personally, though, anytime I'm emceeing, especially something new, but anytime I emcee something of that level, I always get a little peanut butter and nervous beforehand. And I think it's a good thing, but you also have to be able to roll with things will get changed. There will be some asshole at that wedding being like, oh, like they could, you could get a heckler. You could have stuff change for you completely last minute. The thing is, you really do have to do a poker face of like, People who are watching UMC cannot know that something has changed or has gone wrong. And the best part about it is you can totally bullshit them. They will not know until you let them know that oh, there's something sure. going wrong. No one else, even if they have a copy of like the order of the night, no one will know or care until you're like, ah, well, um, something has like just you just got to smile your way through it. It's one of the tips that I've learned about MCing is too is if you are nervous about pronouncing somebody's name and let's say obviously you want to check with that person and try your best to pronounce it and make sure you got the right pronunciation but let's say it's something that just came up off the fly and you haven't had a chance to check say it however you think it's said but say it confidently because it just it does not sound good when you're like i'm ron burgundy (laughs) yeah and i mean i try to do the old check the okay how do i say that and then i phonetically spell it out but you're, yeah. you're not wrong. It, you say any name with confidence, often like we'll do it when we have uh, do a random draw of someone's name. We're like, I have no clue what this is. It's them. And if there's maybe a couple of friends, everyone else is going to think you nailed the name anyway. Yeah, that's exactly I, it. Yeah. You you may mm-hmm. cheese off one person, but uh, overall, it's still you pass. And you know what? If you got a weird name that looks funny or you're missing a letter that is pronounced, that's on you, not us. Come on. <laughs> English. English is one. Way to be born. I know. Way it's to just, be born. It is a, it's a complex language. I mean, there are others you'd say are comparable, but like how many versions of there do we need? I think mm-hmm. we get it. So your name's a little bunged or mangled up. That's on you. But Laura's right. It's it's the whole confidence game. So I'm 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 excited. I, I would like one other MC duty prior to his practice. So maybe I'll offer my services up to see if someone will let me slide in for a couple of announcements. I don't know. Hire Jeff Kelly. Email us at mornings. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, careful what I wish uh, to myself. I'll be, I'll be in a fourteen, just because people are still catching up from all those that were scrubbed out by way of the pandemic, and just trying to get a venue now. Like, good luck. Yeah. Um, uh, all right, kids. Well, guess what? We're about to run out of Zoom time, which will shut down this entire production. All right. Um, bit of a bubblegum band aid solution today, but we're still able to get through a little bit here on the podcast from. Opening and chewing with your mouth wide open while you uh, get after some of your favorite eats to car shopping for Benny to uh, bar stars to kid rich and, you know, a few of those things. You can always comment, too, and be a part of it. Hit that talk back button, a little microphone on the iHeartRadio app. You can send us a voicemail. That will actually go to all of our emails, so we'll see it. And uh, it probably included in an upcoming episode of the podcast, but likely to make it across the show. And vice versa, if there's something show-related, bring it over where we can uh, have a conversation longer form in the podcast. Heck yeah. How was that for a sales job? Was that good? Love it. You're doing great, it. honey. Yeah. And hey, pay attention because you can still win that trip to see Ed Sheeran in Zurich, Switzerland. You only have a couple of days, uh, depending on when you're hearing this, but it goes into next week, which is uh, kind of that short work because of the uh, August Civic long weekend. All right. That's it. Try my best. See how this shakes out. Thanks for being with the podcast and we'll all chat soon. JLB Mornings. Weekdays 6 till 10 on Virgin Radio. And on demand anytime on the iHeartRadio app. And for more on the show, visit virginradio.ca.